1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take. My name is Michael, the Hebrew Hammer Brown, and I am riding Han Solo this evening, talking about tonight's 12th loss in a row uh, for the Houston Rockets. Uh, Once again, my name is Michael Brown, and we are here Live talking about the Rockets loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers for their 12th loss in a row. Uh, If you are listening to this show via our uh, The Dream Shakes Facebook page, thank you all so much for coming to join us here. Uh, It's just me tonight, so if you have any comments about tonight's game or you would like to be a part of tonight's show, simply throw a comment or two or 12 into the comment section and uh, we will uh, talk about it live here on the show. Uh, So let's get straight to it. Uh, The Rockets lose tonight 101-90 to to the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, for their second loss uh, in as many games to the Cavaliers. Um, Look, y'all, getting upset at this Rockets team at this point is simply, uh, I I don't know how beneficial it's going to be because if you really think about it, you know, tonight Eric Gordon doesn't play. Uh, He played last night, I didn't play all that well. I mean, the team lost by 49 freaking points to the Grizzlies at home, uh, which is about as embarrassing as you can get. Um, And so he didn't play tonight, on the second night of a back-to-back. So he did not play uh, Kuroks in the world of, not. I mean, if you're not a diehard Rockets fan, you don't know who Kuroks is and I don't blame you. Uh, He was also hurt, he did not play, uh, the one guy who did not play for the Rockets tonight that there's really not an answer for is David Nawaba. David Nawaba, as Jeremy and I have talked about the last couple weeks, has played fairly well. You know, he's a guy that when he's on the floor, his energy is, it's contagious. He's a guy that, you know, he plays the game about as hard as you can ask for, uh, and tonight... He, was, he didn't warm up all that much, per Jonathan Fagan on Twitter, uh, before the game. He was on the bench in the first half, but it was pretty clear that he wasn't going to be playing. And then he doesn't come back to the bench in the second half. And, you know, he was in the locker room, then he comes out in the latter part of the third going into the fourth. And I don't know what's going on with David Nawaba. I don't know if it's injury related. Uh, he was dressed to play, so I don't think that it's an injury that is keeping him out of this game. Um, my initial thought is Jeremy Brenner, the the co-host of the Dream Take, uh, could be right on that a trade could be imminent. Uh, there could be the, you know, the potential of uh, a trade coming down relatively soon for David Nawaba with his performance the last couple weeks. The Rockets could be looking to move on from David Nwaba. Uh, It was uh, noted via Twitter uh, by Ben DuBose of the Rockets Wire that it couldn't have been COVID-related why he wasn't on the the court or on the bench because he was on the bench. If it was COVID-related, he wouldn't have been allowed in the stadium or on the bench for that matter. So I don't believe it's COVID-related. Uh, If it comes out uh, early tomorrow or later tonight that David Nwaba has been traded by the Rockets, it wouldn't surprise me all that much. Uh, When you start looking at the box score for the Rockets tonight, 12 minutes for Ben McLemore. He only scored two points. Uh, He just is not a good NBA basketball player right now. There there really isn't much to, to hang your hat on if you're in the camp of clamoring for more minutes for Ben McLemore. Uh, He only had two points. Mason Jones got into the game, played five minutes, scored three points. Uh, Jayshon Tate, 30 minutes on the court tonight. He did have five points and four rebounds. Over the past couple games, he's been suspiciously quiet on the offensive end. Uh, So something to look out for there. Sterling Brown, 31 minutes on the court tonight. He did have eight points. uh, So not a terrible night from him. Daniel House, for people who watched the game, did get hurt. In the, I want to say right before halftime. So at this point, you had uh, no Air Gordon playing tonight. David Nwaba was not playing, and Daniel House could not play uh, in the second half. Uh, Justin Patton six points and six rebounds and three steals tonight. So not a terrible uh, game by him. PJ Tucker had flashes of, uh, you know, a decent NBA player tonight. Seven points, four rebounds. Had a three from the corner and had a drive from the top of the key. John Wall was was simply fantastic uh, this evening. Uh, He did have, uh, how many points? He had 32 points, five assists, was 11 of 24 from the field. And for people who are not uh, aware of what, you know, he typically doesn't play the back-to-back of games he played. Last night in the 49 point loss, and then he played again tonight in the uh, loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, So, you know, he did, and he played 40 minutes 40 out of 48 minutes for John Wall tonight. And I got to give the guy a whole lot of credit because he talked to talk last night saying that the way they're playing is ass. Uh, That's a a direct quote from John Wall, Uh, but they are playing like ass. I mean, you've lost 12 games in a row. And in a part of that 12-game losing streak, you've lost two games to the Cavaliers. I mean, are you joking me? Uh, and we'll, we'll get to my personal thoughts on that in a minute. Let's finish up with the box score. Victor Oladipo, 41 minutes on the court tonight. 20 points, three rebounds, three assists, eight of 21 from the field. And look, you know, when you, when you look at the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight, Colin Sexton was fantastic. 39 points, eight assists, three rebounds. Uh, he just, he was 12 of 20 from the field, including four of eight from three. Uh, you're not going to, I mean, you can't give up a performance like that and expect to win Jared Allen uh, with the lack of big man in the middle, no re- disrespect to for to Justin Patton, but he helped tonight with Jared Allen, but in no way, shape or form, did he, you know, stop the other team's big man between Jared Allen with 10 points, 15 boards, and JaVale McGee, 10 points and 5 rebounds. The Rockets gave up 20-20 and 20 tonight to those two centers. And once again, Justin Patton helped. And the Rockets had a chance to win this game. The Rockets were in this game in the fourth quarter. They were only down by 3 points with approximately 6 minutes left. And then they just go cold. They, they forget how to shoot. Turnovers. Stupid plays by... I'm not going to say by stupid players, by the Rockets, because the Rockets do not have stupid players. They just have players that just go brain dead at times. You know, like guys like Victor Oladipo, guys like, you know, Jay Tate. Jay Tate is a rookie, so it, it makes more sense for him to have mistakes like that. But at the same time, you know, the, at the same time, the, you can't have those types of mistakes when it's a three-point game with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, Dwayne Dean Wade, eight points, five rebounds. Darius Garland, fourteen points, three rebounds, seven assists. Uh, Seti Osman, nice game off the bench for them. For those of you who don't know, he's the tall, goofy-looking white guy. Uh, three of six from the three-point line, and like I said before, Javale McGee, ten points and five rebounds. All right, so we've gone over the box score. Uh, it is true, the Rockets have lost twelve games in a row, and. To be honest with y'all, you know, if you're watching this video right now, come hang out with me. Come talk Rockets basketball. If you have a comment, if you're feeling some sort of way about this Rockets game, you know, leave a comment and we will, uh, you know, we'll talk about it here on the show. Uh, Until then, I'll just continue to give you, you know, my personal thoughts. And my personal thoughts are, I mean, 49-point loss last night at home to the Grizzlies was unacceptable. You lose by double digits tonight to the Cleveland Cavaliers on your home court. You've lost 12 games in a row since Christian Wood uh, has gone out with an ankle injury, and now you're looking at a game against the Brooklyn Nets on Wednesday uh, with James Harden, and James Harden tonight, his Nets defeated the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, He had, I mean, an absolutely ridiculous stat line tonight. We don't need to get into the numbers. He had a triple-double. He's done something that I think only three other players in NBA history have done in a game, and the God's honest truth, with how I feel as as a as a fan, not only as a a paid podcaster for the Rockets, but first and foremost, I am a fan of this Rockets team, and I, you know, we live and die the the diehard fans with every single shot that goes up, right? And it's so disheartening to. Watch what he's doing in Brooklyn and see what's going on in Houston. You know, like, what he's doing in Brooklyn is showing how special of a talent he is. We touched on it a little bit last night, Jeremy and I, and, okay, so thank you, Ricardo. Silas just said Nwabo was out due to injury but was available only during an emergency. Uh, appreciate that, my man. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Renee Brown says good for you for finding something to say after watching the same thing. Uh, and, uh, and, and she's 100 percent right. And I know that she's, you know, being forced to watch games with, you know, Pops Lewis Brown, you know, on a nightly basis. And at least tonight the Rockets showed some heart. They showed that they had some mad tonight. John Wall, I have all the respect in the world for because his doctor, you know, the team doctors have said. You're not allowed to play back-to-backs. You're not allowed to, you know, do this. And he said, look, I'm going to go help my team. I'm going to do everything that they can. And I think it bears mentioning, going back to the James Harden thing, with him coming in on Wednesday, we're going to spend, you know, a decent amount of time discussing James Harden. And what he's doing in Brooklyn is he's he's adapting to the type of players that he now has in Brooklyn. And one thing that he said was, is that this Rockets team is not good enough to win a title. And he was 100% right. He, w- he was dead on. And shame on the Rockets front office for treating James, the James Harden trade as they did. Because they did not get enough in return for this guy. People don't understand. And and I want to shout out to to Lauren Perez for saying... It's annoying how people are only now realizing how amazing James is when he's been this player for years. Lauren, you're 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 dead on. You you took the words right out of my mouth. The the Rockets got it. It was made very uncomfortable when James Harden was here. He put them in a very very uncomfortable position coming into camp fat, traveling to Atlanta and Las Vegas to hang out in strip clubs. He and he said, look. I, I, I'm i done playing for the Rockets. The Rockets panicked. The Rockets then proceed to trade him to a team that he wanted to go to. They didn't owe him anything. The Rockets owe James Harden absolutely nothing. And I will be damned if this was the best trade that the Rockets, the best trade uh, package that the Rockets got offered for James Harden. There, there's no way. You will never convince me of that. You will never convince me, and there are stories out there. There are credible stories that say that the Rockets refused to trade James Harden to Philadelphia because of the situation with Daryl Morey. That's called being a bad organization. That's an organization that doesn't put their roster at an absolute pinnacle of saying we have to build the best team possible. Damned whoever we have to trade them to, we'll deal with that later. We have to get the best trade. Package possible? The Rockets did not do that, and like I and you know the the Rockets have are, are suffering for it because this, this roster is just not good right now without Christian Wood. Ryan says, like I said, bro, the Rockets got screwed, and we have no idea what we're getting from the future draft classes. I I'm totally in agreement with you, Ryan, and and I appreciate you you know uh, taking part in tonight's show. Once again, we are uh, the Dream Take uh, live via the Dream Shakes. Uh, the Mothership's Facebook page. We're trying something new tonight, just me on the show. We will be doing the same thing on Wednesday. So tell all your friends, tell all your neighbors to come hang out with me, Mike Brown, here on the Dream Take for the game recap, uh, as we are doing tonight with tonight's 101-90 to loss uh, to the lowly Cleveland Cavaliers. And Ryan brings up a great point. And I feel like there are two camps with the James Harden trade. Of One camp are people that say, you know the flexibility of of the 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 four first round picks and the four pick swaps and i i don't i don't hate the first round picks you know to be honest with you i I really don't uh i think that's obviously the the best part of that trade uh i don't think getting victor oladipo back was all that special uh i really don't i think he's a decent trade chip i don't think he's a great trade chip for the simple fact that i don't know how much we're gonna get for him before the trade deadline with teams that know that he's about to hit free agency this off this offseason if the Rockets are calling teams saying you know we want a young player and we want a first round pick a team is only going to sniff that type of deal if Victor Oladipo gives them some sort of decent inclination that he's going to be willing to sign there in the offseason because if not Why is a team going to give up young assets and draft capital to acquire a guy who's only going to be a rental for the rest of the year? If you're the Miami Heat, if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, if you're the Denver Nuggets, do you look at your current team and say, we are a Victor Oladipo away from going to the NBA championship? Because if you're acquiring Victor Oladipo with zero uh, guarantee that he signs on with your team in an extension this offseason, all you're doing is renting the dude for the rest of the season to try and win you an NBA championship. You have to ask yourself, is, does Victor Oladipo make my roster better if you're in the Western Conference to play with the likes of the Los Angeles Lakers, to play with the likes of the Utah Jazz? As much as I hate to admit that, the Utah Jazz are playing like one of the three or four best teams in the league right now. Do I think that translates to the playoffs? It remains to be seen. If you ask you know, one legend, Vernon Maxwell, he doesn't believe in the the jazz, and I don't know if I do either, but quite honestly, uh, I'm leaning towards the, that team might be for real, and that could be a landing spot for, you know, a Victor Oladipo. But the Rockets have to spend, you know, the, the trade deadline is March 25th, uh, my sister's uh, birthday, so happy early birthday, Jessica Brown. But the Rockets have to take a really, really good look at this roster, and they have to figure out what type of, Moves they want to make, and they've got. In my opinion, you have to pull the trigger quickly. the The NBA All Star break could not come at a better time. The Rockets are officially on the All Star break after Wednesday's game against the Nets. The Rockets have to take that time. They have to look at this roster and they have to say, "Look, Kevin Porter Jr. is on the way. KJ Martin, you know, KJ Martin is on the way. Does Christian Wood come back to this roster after the All Star break? And in my opinion, after seeing what I saw tonight." The Rockets, I feel bad for Silas. You know, I really do feel bad for Steven Silas because tonight you go into the game with no Eric Gordon because he has a bruised ego or, or whatever it's called. Uh, I'm sure it's a legitimate injury, and I'm never going to be the guy that, you know, downgrades injuries. But really, Eric Gordon, I mean, you couldn't play tonight. You know, no Christian Wood already. It's, you know, whatever. You know, you're on the bench. Fine. Fine. Uh, but no, you know, Nawaba didn't play because of injury. Uh, you know, no Christian would, then Daniel house goes out, you know, Kuruks is out. I mean, the Silas, you know, has very little to work with. If the Rockets were fully healthy, do they win tonight? Probably. But as I've said before, if the queen had balls, then she, you know, she'd be called the king. She wouldn't be the queen. You know, I'm tired of living in this world of, you know, what ifs with this team, because I feel like it's just something different every single night. And I know that's what we get paid, you know, to talk about. But I'm just saying, as a fan, it's something that I—it's just—it feels like it's just something over and over and over again. And Ryan says, "Love the fight tonight. I'll ride with our Rockets every time. I can't wait to see Kevin Porter Jr. play with with Wood. Uh, may I show you some trade ideas. I would absolutely love to see trade ideas. I'll, I'll stay on as long as you guys are willing to listen. I, I am all y'all tonight to talk Rockets basketball, so you guys can vent. Let's throw some trade ideas around. We, are, we want to be your most interactive and responsive Rockets podcast in the game, so throw me some of those while uh, I uh, preview the game on Wednesday night against the Brooklyn Nets. James Harden comes back to town. Um, the Rockets have lost 12 games in a row. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm going to feel some sort of way when uh, James Harden comes into the building in, in, a, in a Nets uniform. It, it, it's going to be a feeling of, uh, I mean, I missed the hell out of him. You know, to be honest with you, it's, I, I didn't want his time as a Rocket to end the way that it did. And you got to think to yourself real quick, right? Rockets fans, the millions of fans that are watching and listening to the show right now. The one thing that comes to mind this year when I see guys like, you know, the Christian Wood injury, you know, being out. Uh, Eric Gordon being out, Victor Oladipo, John Wall, you know all of these guys who sustain these injuries. If you're a Rockets fan, think about over the the last eight seasons before this, how many times did James Harden sit? You know, like he gets killed for his choking in the playoffs, which is ridiculous. Uh, but you know the national media wants to run with that, which is fine; it's no problem. But you have to think this is the guy that just showed up. Night after night after night after night. And he did it in a way that he just, he balled out, man. Like he made 30 points a night look easy for an entire season. And tonight, John Wall, 31 points. He had a great night. I mean, he had a great night. But if you watch the game, he not struggled, but I mean, it took him the entire game to get those 30 points. And you could tell. I mean, that was a pretty good milestone for him. James Harden makes that look easy. And this is not a show where I'm just going to, you know, love on James Harden the entire show. But like I said before earlier, that we are playing the Brooklyn Nets on Wednesday. So we have to, you know, look ahead to that game. And we have to look at what that, you know, matchup, you know, looks like on Wednesday night against the uh, the Nets. So that's why we're talking as much about the Nets tonight as we are. Uh, but looking you know tonight, James Harden thirty points, fourteen rebounds, fifteen assists, no turnovers. Kyrie Irving twenty seven points, uh, Bruce Brown twenty three points. Joe Harris had nine. DeAndre Jordan had eight. They've got Landry Shamit. They had they have Andre Roberson. That's without Kevin Durant playing. I mean, good God! Like if you think about this Rockets team that played tonight. Okay, That lost by double digits, and I get it, it was close in the fourth quarter, but ended up losing by double digits to the Cleveland Cavaliers. What in the world do you think the Brooklyn Nets are going to do to this team on Wednesday? I mean, seriously, that is an honest question. Even if we have everybody healthy Wednesday night, does anybody out there honestly think we are going to win this game on Wednesday? I thought we would win tonight. And the Rockets came out tonight, and they played inspired basketball, and I give them all the credit in the world for that. But you know what? The NBA is not a business for moral victories. The NBA is a business to win basketball games. And the Rockets right now are being piss poor at winning basketball games. When you lose 12 games in a row, it is un... That is not building a winning culture, okay? We are not building a winning culture right now. And I get it. There's going to be people out there that say, Mike, they didn't have their team tonight. They didn't have, you know, they still had John Wall. They still had P.J. Tucker. You still had, uh, uh, what's his, uh, oh, God, you still had Daniel House for part of the game. Like, you had enough there to at least contend and play with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Think about that. We have to make it, we have to sit here and say, well, we didn't have all of our guys because we lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers, right? And think about this losing streak, right? This is the second time in less than a week that we have lost by double digits to the Cleveland Cavaliers. We got, we lost by 49 points to the Memphis Grizzlies at home. We've lost by double digits to the, to the Charlotte Hornets. We lost to the Knicks by double digits in their place. Knicks are a good team. I acknowledge that, Jeremy. I looked more into the stats, and you're right. The Knicks are, are a good team. So that doesn't look as bad of a loss now that I look into the numbers more deeply, I should say. I should have done that earlier. My apologies. Won't happen again. But you look forward to this game on Wednesday, and God forbid Kevin Durant plays with Kyrie Irving and with James Harden and they have DeAndre Jordan, and they have Shamit and Bruce Brown. They have all these different types of guys. The Rockets, honestly, I could see the Rockets losing this game by 50 points on Wednesday. I have Rockets, if you're watching this show, if anybody from the organization is watching this show, you, I am a defeated Rockets fan at this point, okay? I, I feel like all the other diehard fans and all the other fans that buy your jerseys, buy your sweatshirts, buy you know the tickets to your games – buy the $12 beers at the game. You lose 12 games in a row. You have lost my ability to genuinely care about this team. Because you just it's just not there, man. Like it's just the the want of me watching the games and getting excited to watch the games is gone. Lauren says we are not good enough. We also can't shoot. That's another good point. Lauren, thank you for for contributing that comment, but not only that comment, previous comments that you've had You hit the nail right on the head is the Rockets are still in the top five in the NBA with, you know, threes, you know, shot per game. And they're still in the bottom five in percentage made from three, you know, and Lauren again says it's hard to watch them. It, It really is. I mean, it really is because if Victor Oladipo once again, tonight showed, yeah, he had 20 points, but he shot, let me bring up the stats one more time. So I make sure that I do not miss speak you know you look at the Rockets tonight two of seven for Sterling Brown from three um you have two of six for Victor Oladipo one of four for John Wall one of five for for Justin Patton why in the world is Justin Patton shooting five damn threes like you have to understand that you got to know your 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 roster and Ryan brings up a uh a A trade proposal we'll run through real quick. The Rockets receive Kelly Olenek, Precious, Achua, Myers Leonard. The Heat receive Tucker and Oladipo. I would do that deal in about three and a half seconds. Uh, I would not even think twice. I'm a little concerned with that type of trade, though, because why would the Heat be getting rid of not one, not two, but three of their big guys, especially Precious, Achua, who is just a rookie this year, love the kid's size, love the kid's athleticism. I think he's a young Bam out of bio. They would want to get rid of uh, Kelly Olynyk because of the salary, but I don't see them getting rid of three of their bigs in that type of trade. I get it was accepted on the ESPN trade machine, uh, so throw me a couple more of those. I like that trade a lot for the Rockets, uh, just because you're getting some more size in here. But the real win in that is Precious Achua. Uh, but I don't think the Heat are doing that deal, especially, once again, going back to the fact that Victor Oladipo can be had in free agency when he's specifically named Miami as a place that he would like to go. If Miami would like to get him, they'd probably have a pretty decent shot at getting him this offseason. Uh, so we're going to wrap the show up here in about five to seven minutes. So if you have any more questions or want anything more uh, talked about, go ahead and get those comments in now. Uh, We'll go ahead and shout out all of our uh, uh, media pages so that way you can give us a follow. Obviously, this is the home of The Dream Shake on Facebook. So you have done a fantastic job. Uh, If you're watching the show right now, finding us, but make sure to search The Dream Shake on Facebook. If you're listening to this pod coming out tomorrow morning to give us a follow, you can follow The Dream Shake on Twitter at SBN. You can also check out our personal personal show page at The Dream Take. Make sure to check out TheDreamShake.com for all things Houston Rockets. We have awesome content coming out every single day via article or podcast. You can also check me out personally on Twitter at BSWPodcast underscore MB. Make sure to also give my co-pilot, Mr. Jeremy Brenner, a follow on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner, That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Another trade proposal coming in here from Ryan Santoro. The Rockets would receive Michael Porter Jr. and Gary Harris from the Denver Nuggets in a trade for P.J. Tucker and Victor Oladipo. I, I love that trade for the Rockets again. I mean, but if I'm the Denver Nuggets, does that really make you that much better? I mean, you're going to send out a, a really good talent in Michael Porter Jr. and a great shooter in Gary Harris for an expire, two expiring contracts in P.J. Tucker and Victor Oladipo. And I've said this on previous shows that I feel like the only way to get maximum value out of Victor Oladipo is attaching him to somebody else here on the roster, whether it's P.J. Tucker, uh, Daniel House. I don't think Ben McLemore has any trade value at this point I mean the way he's playing this year if I'm a team I would not give up anything more than a a low-end second round pick and if I could get a second round pick for uh if I could get a second round pick for Ben McLemore I would absolutely do that deal and that's the type of trade that the Rockets can look at where if I'm acquiring draft assets that's the type of draft asset I'm looking for if I'm the Rockets of turning a guy like Ben Macklemore, who has near zero trade value, into a draft pick that could potentially become something for this roster. You know, and, and Lauren and, and Ryan are going back and forth saying Denver would never do that. I totally agree. I don't see any reason why Denver would take apart that team for a guy like, you know, PJ Tucker and Victor Oladipo. And Victor Oladipo is a guy who needs the ball in his hand. It looks, from what I've seen thus far as a Houston Rocket, he has to have the ball in his hand to be successful. So if you're in uh, Denver taking the ball out of the hands of Nikola Jokic or any of their other playmakers, really, it does not make all that much sense. Um, Ryan says, one more question, Mike, who do you include in a trade to acquire John Collins? Now, the Rockets have to be careful here because John Collins is a guy that is going to be a restricted free agent this offseason. And it doesn't look like if he get, if he signs an offer sheet with another team, i.e. the Rockets, based on everything we're hearing out of Atlanta with the Hawks, they would not match it. So if you're the Rockets, I'm not giving up anything more in the world of a future asset than one first-round pick. I would give up a first-round pick for John Collins. I absolutely would. John Collins is the type of guy that you put next to Christian Wood. And I've said this all year, that in my opinion, Christian Wood is not a five. He's playing the five because he's being forced to play the five it's very reminiscent of it's no different than Anthony Davis in uh with the Lakers he plays the the five or he's played the five at times because he had to go look at them now they don't play him at the five they play Anthony Davis at the four and they play Marcus Saul at the five because they have a five so that they can play at the five And, and when when Anthony Davis was in New Orleans with DeMarcus Cousins before he got injured you know DeMarcus Cousins was the New Orleans Pelicans' five. And Anthony Davis was their power forward. His natural position being uh, uh, Christian Wood, Christian Wood is a natural power forward. Now, if you get a natural power forward, which John Collins is, he has the size to play the four, and you slot Christian Wood in with John Collins, all of a sudden, that makes a lot more sense, putting Christian Wood at the five. But right now, you see Christian Wood, before he got hurt, he was turning into a shot blocker I, you know, at, a, at an incredible clip. He was doing a great job defending the rim, but right, if you give him a legitimate power forward, now he's going to become that much better. And that type of deal, um, I'd give him pretty much anything they wanted outside of John Wall. Uh, you're not going to give him Gordon. You're not going to give him Christian Wood, obviously. Um, you're not going to give him Kevin Porter Jr. You're not going to give him K.J. Martin. Uh I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, an idea for a trade would be Tucker uh, Tucker Oladipo in a first-round pick for Collins. And if we had to take back some some salary to make that work, that would be the the trade proposal for me. And that makes a lot of sense for both ways. You know, Atlanta is going to try and make a push in the playoffs in the East. As Jeremy Brenner, you know, smartly put it, you know, there was only a couple games that separated four and 14 in the Eastern Conference and if you're the if you're the Hawks if you get your hands on a guy like a PJ Tucker and a Victor Oladipo those are the types of guys they're going to need when they get into <coughs> excuse me the playoffs if you're playing a team like the Celtics when you have to go up against Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown or you're going against the the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, having guys like Victor Oladipo and PJ Tucker will only help in that endeavor and with that being said, I'm gonna wrap the show up. Thank you all so much for joining us via Facebook Live. Uh, I enjoyed the back and forth with everybody. We hope we get an even bigger audience on uh, Wednesday. We will be back. Uh, it will be just me via the same Facebook Live uh, via the Dream Shake on Facebook on Wednesday night, right after the Brooklyn Nets uh, game prediction for the game. I honestly don't think the Rockets will win. They will be going into the All Star break, and my prediction. losers of 13 games in a row. And I think once we come back from the All-Star break, this Rockets team is going to look drastically different as I think they will make at least not one, but two trades between the beginning of the All-Star break and the end of the All-Star break. As long as they're able to make those trades, I'm not familiar with any rules that you're not allowed to trade players during the All-Star break. But if I find out that that's the case, I will happily take the mulligan and say, my bad. Once again, this has been... The Dream Take, the number one podcast of the Dream Shake. Uh, got to give a shout-out on the score one more time. Rockets, losers to the Cleveland Cavaliers. How embarrassing. For the second time uh, in approximately one week, uh, they lose 101-290. With all that being said, and until next time, go Rockets!
0: support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from 0 to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds, with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience, with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet, using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.